0: Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on semiwiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Carl Moore. Carl is a semiconductor and yield management expert with more than 35 years of experience in the industry. Carl has held technical management positions across product and test engineering, assembly, manufacturing, and design. Welcome to the podcast, Carl. Thanks, Daniel. So Carl, how did you first get started in the semiconductor industry? So back in high school,
1: um, I used to play in a band, and I I think when it looked like playing music wasn't really going to be a career for me, I knew I liked electronics. Um, So I got into community college, and then when I graduated with my electrical engineering degree from RIT in Rochester... It was really semiconductor companies that were hiring at the time. I interviewed with some big companies like Texas Instruments, actually from a small town in Sherman, Texas. I always remember a um, little bar there. You had to actually join the bar to go there because it was a dry town. And um, Also interviewed with IBM in New York, but um, it was the smaller company Sprague Electric, which became Allegro Microsystems in Worcester, Mass. And that ended up being my choice. And um, from there, semiconductors became my career, and uh, I worked with in many different areas with, in development and manufacturing and uh, just really enjoyed working with semiconductors throughout the years.
0: Great. And what brought you to Yield Hub?
1: I met the CEO, John O'Donnell, I think it was back in 2008 when um, he was actually visiting the U.S., and... Um, with a company, MFG Vision, which later evolved into Yield Hub. I still remember the dinner we had. Um, We had a lot of interesting discussions about yield analysis. Um, And then about, I guess, five years ago, I saw a post on LinkedIn that John had made, and he was looking for somebody to join the company and um, work in yield analysis. And it really seemed like a great opportunity to do something I really enjoyed. Um, as well as working with very talented people. So when he was out here from Ireland, we met uh, for lunch in the US and uh, just had some great conversations and it continued on from there. And um, one interesting thing, I guess, uh, throughout my career, I've always been interested in data analysis. I remember at Allegra when I first started, they had some wafer testers there that weren't even hooked up to anything. Uh, the, the engineers would just read paper printouts from the thing, and I would go in on weekends and uh, connect up the equipment with the RS-232 and just to capture data because nobody was getting any data, and um, that really made a difference because now when they could look at the data, they could learn from it and actually do something with it, so um, just goes to show that data has always been an interest of mine throughout the years.
0: And so today we're going to do a deep dive into what we call dirty data, but uh, try and keep it clean, Carl. Can you start by telling us what dirty data is?
1: Sure. So dirty data is basically any data where the results have inaccuracies. Um, there are really a couple of areas when I think about dirty data and um, places that have issues. Um, I guess to start with, when you test semiconductors, often there are issues during testing, like when in, if a device is in a handler and has a bad contact or something and it needs to be retested, or maybe somebody changed the test program and it has to be retested. Uh, the automatic testers gather a lot of data, both the parametric data and also bin results. So when looking at the results files, um, the data may not be accurate until it's consolidated together or cleaned up because you have the initial test and then the retest and if you get a final number, it needs to be accurate. So you might have an original yield of only 60%, but then you retest a bunch of the units that failed and it turns out they actually were good units. So your final number might be 90%. So when you look at that, there's a huge difference between that 60% yield, which you might have reported initially and the final number of 90%. So That's one of the areas I think that's important to think about when dirty data is making sure you have the the real final results from that. So another area of concern that I would consider dirty data is outlier data. When you have a few outliers where the reading might be really, really high and outside of the mean value. So this actually will move the mean in in the direction where the, the mean is no longer accurate. So I think that when you look at the data and you have these outliers, you get data that's misleading. And it's really important to be able to clean up that data and view robust results, because I think that you really want as accurate of data as you can. And I guess thinking about one other area that I think I consider as dirty data is when the test data might have the wrong metadata. So there's a lot of, kind of um, fields in the data that are considered metadata, such as the lot number, the sub-lot, maybe the operator name, and um, just the information that goes along with the actual results from the electronic testing. Operators make a lot of mistakes when they're running the parts. They might type in a wrong lot number, or they might type in a wrong quantity. That can result in inaccurate data because these aren't included in the final final numbers, and it can cause errors. So I think that one of the important things I always think about remembering is if you have the wrong information in sports, for example, it's like trying to score a goal, being blindfolded. You really need to be guided with the data to make good decisions.
0: I got it. You know, you mentioned retest. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Why retest and why is dirty data an issue?
1: So. As with most people, actually before I got into semiconductors, I didn't even realize that ICs needed testing. I thought they just designed them and you got them and they were in the products. Um so it kind of enlightened me when I got into the semiconductor business of how much testing goes on. And um these ICs can get tested, retests, rejects can get retested also. Um Some devices are tested hot, some cold, some tested after stress testing. And and when you look at areas such as automotive and aerospace, the testing can be quite extensive. Uh, There are a lot of testing steps, sometimes, you know, even up to five or 10 testing steps for a single IC. And you really end up with an overall yield from all those steps put together. And it's important that the data matches from the first step of the devices in and the output of the last step and if the things don't add up and and the numbers don't add up then these inaccurate results can be a huge issue so i think again the important thing is to keep your data accurate and make sure that your systems are reporting accurate data
0: the dirty part of dirty data sounds bad right but is it really a bad thing
1: yeah i would say it, it is and uh Having clean data is just so important. Um, One of the main things I think to think about is dirty data can lead to a lot of extra work and also bad decisions in the business. So if you think about this, if you're driving a car near a cliff and your GPS says that you're a few feet away from the edge of the road, but actually you're right on the edge, that may not be a good thing when you're driving near a cliff. On the positive side of things, you can learn a lot from data, including dirty data. Once you understand the issues and why you might be getting this dirty data, then you can improve it. And I think that that's one of the important things to remember is that it's not always bad because you can learn from it.
0: And I think that's important. So can you give us a real world example of dirty data, you know, data that you've run into? So I
1: guess, as I noted earlier, one of the main areas where you might have a yield that's misleading because you didn't include the retest or rejects, or maybe a lot got split up into multiple sections and you forgot to include one of those subsections so your yield isn't accurate. Um, So when the data isn't accurate, it can cause a lot of confusion and and, and mistrust from management. if the data is dirty, a lot of time is spent questioning the data rather than solving the problems. You'll have just people sitting in a meeting like, well, wait, this doesn't make sense. This data you know, may not be accurate. And then you just get um, distracted and, and not focusing on the problems. So I think that bad decisions can be made if the data is not accurate. And um, I've sent, sat through countless meetings where the executives just pull apart the data, trying to figure that out, rather than focusing the issues at hand. Uh, Also, another example of the effect of the dirty data is when a designer is using the data, he designs a product, gets tested, and then he looks at the results, and that result gets fed back into his design so that he can understand his tolerances in the design. And you can adjust the circuits to center the design. So if you have this dirty data and it goes back into design and causes that offset, you can actually have products that are not meeting their optimal performance.
0: Yeah. So that just comes down to what you would call collaborative yield management, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's just really important to have good communication between the test engineer, the product engineer, the designer. And if they can all be looking at the same results and discussing them, it could really allow this collaboration, especially nowadays. Um, if you're in multiple locations, a lot of designers might be working from home or they might be working from different states together on projects. and um, also, the collaboration, when you look at the different testing stages where you might have one engineer doing, say, the wafer sort testing, and then a different engineer doing final test, and um, the the ability to collaborate together and work towards a final solution is, is very important, and um, I think about sometimes really way in the past where you'd have one guy, and he'd have all his data on his computer, and um, you know he'd know what, what's going on, but then the designer may not get that message message the same way, and that could um obviously cause a less than optimal design
0: so carl in, in your experience um just an example, when has it all gone wrong what What are the consequences of having dirty data
1: um, say, say for example, your v p or executive is checking the results and he sees that there's low yields but um, actually they're okay, but the data is is, is showing them as low. This VP could be making decisions on personnel and equipment and affect many things in, in terms of the overall business. And one example from my experience that misleading data actually led to many more fab starts, more wafers that were started in the fab because the reported yields were lower. So what happened was they started more wafers to make up for that loss of yield and um, this ends up with capacity issues because now they're piling in more wafers into the fab and they really don't have the room for them. And um, again, a surplus in the end because the yields were actually different than expected. So they ended up with a surplus. Now they have all these products that they had because of higher yields and there's n- no customers for them because they're um, you know, overstarted. Over and, and when you look at nowadays, it's even more important because the wafers have just gone up so much in, in price and are very expensive. Um, and even worse, shortages, if you have inaccurate yields and you end up with less parts out the door than you had thought you were going to get, you may have a customer that goes down because they can't get their product on time. And um, I think that's an important you know, issue to, to think about is just the whole planning process and how it revolves around good reporting of the yields. Um, and, and one thing to think about too is, you know, I've traveled many times offshore to manufacturing sites, and um, just the size of these places, it's just amazing how huge these are with hundreds and thousands of testers and millions of devices tested each and every day. So, even a little difference in yield where you might ha- not have accurate results can have a, hard, a huge impact. Um, so, I think that. Another important thing to think about is that having accurate statistics on the amount of retest you have or looking at site-to-site variation and the, the cost of retest, because as you test parts and you have to test them again, it costs money to do that. So I think that one of the things to think about when you are looking at dirty data and what could go wrong is the fact that you might be testing parts you don't really need to if you had corrected the problem and seen that early on. And I think that um, it's really important even more today because the focus on big data and analysis and uh, even with AI assisting in that analysis, you really need to start with accurate and clean data because even AI can make decisions on this data if it's not accurate coming in into the pipeline, um, and end up with wrong decisions in the end.
0: So this is probably the question that uh, everyone's been waiting for. What can you do about it? You know, can you give us some dirty data advice?
1: <laughs> I think the first step is just to recognize what you have and really understand the importance of having clean data. So I think it's best to learn about your systems, make sure you understand all the intricacies of them and, and um really see how a yield management system can work to simplify the data analysis and handle the complexity that can come with semiconductor tests when you look at that. Um, I think as a, as a part of your overall yield management strategy, make sure your data is clean and easily analyzed. If you have automated systems that are doing this in the background and checking that data and consolidating it to make it clean, cleansing it, then that's an important thing to, uh, to consider. And, and I, I was thinking the other day too, it's especially important for startups because When you're starting out and you're really not familiar with all the the subtleties of the semiconductor industry um, your efficiencies can be very important and clean data can make a difference early on because as the company grows decisions you make when you're starting up and working with new products can then impact things as they go into high volume production and of course, large companies small issues can be very significant when you're running millions of pieces a day. You know, a 1% yield loss can result in a big a big number.
0: Right? So can you tell us a little bit more about how YieldHub solutions can help uh, engineers with dirty data?
1: So YieldHub is a global yield management company which started in Ireland and we have thousands of engineers who use our platform around the world. Our platform offers data cleansing, parametric analysis, characterization, traceability, outlier detection, but one of the things I want to point out is that what really differentiates us is our people. We have a team of highly experienced engineers who generally care and work hand-in-hand with our customers, and that's why we, they keep coming back. We listen to our customers and learn from their challenges, and we constantly are improving Hub. And I think that one of the things that differentiates YieldHub as well is the ease of use and the collaborative features, which can leverage the engineering staff so they can really focus in on achieving their goals.
0: And how do customers normally engage with your company?
1: So it's really easy to get in touch with us. Um, To start with, check out our website, www.yieldhub.com. Also, you can look on LinkedIn and follow us. Um, Always easy to get in touch there. And uh, any of us would be more than happy to have a call. Uh, We've worked with many companies, both startups and large enterprises, to help them with their data analysis and improve their efficiencies and yield. And when you look at um, the expertise in our our staff, we we have a number of industry veterans. So we understand the business, easy to talk to, and uh, we love to learn from our customers. So I think that just having conversations, you know, give us a call.
0: Great. Yeah, we've been working with uh, YieldHub for the last maybe three years, and so we have a pretty good knowledge base on SemiWiki as well. It's, it's been a pleasure, and, and it's great to meet you, Carl, and uh, thanks, thanks for your time. Great. Thanks very much. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day.